0: Well, another Sunday has come upon us. And you have, you, you have to hear me two Sundays in a row. Whoa. Whoa. Well, let's open our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke. Gospel of Luke and chapter 14. Gospel of Luke, chapter 14. We have a, a nice parable there. Verses 16, chapter 14. We begin in verse 16. You have your Bibles, keep them open. This is Jesus talking. A certain man was giving a big dinner and he invited many. And at the dinner hour, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a piece of land, and I need to go out and look at it. As if you buy a piece of land and then you look at it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess you came to the conclusion what I'm going to talk about. Excuses. Well, please consider me excused. And another one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. Please consider me excused. And another one said, I have married a wife, and for, the, for that reason I cannot come. And the servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the head of the household became angry and said to his servant, Go out at once into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor, the crippled, and blind, and lame. And the servant said to the master, What you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said, Go out into the highways and byways of life, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste of my dinner. May God bless his word. Excuses. I remember I spoke about that about 24 years ago. Across the street in that building up there. I still remember. Isn't that beautiful? This portion of the scripture highlights excuse making. The three who sent their regrets had probably used these excuses so many times that they finally considered them valid reasons in their lives. People so often get convinced, and this is not strange, to accept that a lie repeated so often is the truth. But you know what? A lie is a lie. And an excuse is always an excuse. Here in our text, we notice that these men were busy according to their statements. The first one had an investment in a land and a property. The second one bought a John Deere tractor. <laughs> and he is so excited to start using it. And there is nothing in owning a tractor If you have one, enjoy it, to till your land, and provide for your family. And the third one got married. And again, there is nothing wrong with being in love, and finding a wife, and enjoy your wife for the rest of your life. But what we're talking here, it's about God's gracious invitation. God's gracious invitation, and to reject it, simply, it's wrong. But these excuses, they say, you might say, oh, foolish, how can they refuse that? Well, let me tell you one thing, I have news for you. These excuses are no more foolish than the excuses given today in our age. Here's one for you. A husband and his wife arose one Sunday morning and the wife dressed for church. It was just about time for the service when she noticed her husband hadn't moved a finger toward getting dressed. Perplexed, she asked him, Why aren't you getting dressed to go to church? What's your excuse? He said, because I don't want to go. She asked, do you have any reasons? He said, yes, I have three good reasons. You know, when, when we need excuses, we make them, right? First, the congregation is cold. Okay. Second, no one likes me. He came to that conclusion. And third, I just don't want to go. Simple. The wife replied wisely, Well, honey, I have three reasons why you should go to church. First, the congregation is warm. Second, there are many people there who like you. And third, you're the pastor, so get dressed. (laughs) You have any excuse for not coming to church? When you ask people to come to church, you hear the first thing, I'm busy. Let's take that. I am too busy. In spite of all God's blessings, we can always find an excuse not to come to his presence. The wrong thing is placing anything in our lives above the interests of our savior. He's the one that created us. He's the one who gave us good health, sound mind, and a capacity to do business. He should have the preeminence. Let me tell you this. Let's go into it straight. And nothing should come between him and us. Between him and his people. Regardless. The Bible clearly defines the basis of our relationship with Jesus. Let's see what the Bible says. Seek ye first. Ah, You know it, right? The kingdom of God. That's first. And his righteousness and all these things shall be given to you. First, God. Before you think of an excuse, think of God himself and what he wants you to do. Jesus is inviting you, like these people, is inviting you to follow him and be his friend. He has issued an invitation with full respect to you to have dinner with him. He wants to have fellowship with you. For he clearly says in the Bible, if you open your Bible, you don't need to do that. In Proverbs 831, you know, you know what he says? I have my delight. With the sons of men. How can you reject him? How can you refuse him if he if he has a delight with you? If he loves you so much to spend a, an hour or a couple of hours with you, how can you? What then is your excuse? Let me ask you a question. Where is the best place to be on the Lord's Day? Here, right? Here, right? He wants to have warm fellowship with you. And you will enjoy to have fellowship with your brothers and sisters. But people use Sunday for other things, as you well know. And I would like to remind you, and you skip churches for many excuses. You hear, I'm too busy. You hear also, I have too much work. Don't you hear that? I'm exhausted at the end of the day to meet with him. Oh, you are very busy to meet with the Savior. You are too exhausted to meet with the Savior. To meet with the one who bought you, who died on the cross for you. And you know, we start making excuses. And I know during my experience in the Christian life, some people start making excuses on Saturday. And see, how can I make a legitimate excuse not to come Sunday and attend church and hear the word of God? Oh, did you ever hear him making an excuse for saving you? Did you ever hear him say, I cannot go to the cross? Did you ever hear that? I think I'm coming down with something so I cannot go and save you and die for you. It's sad. By the time Sunday comes, we hear this. I feel like a zombie. And I need to sleep. And I need to catch up on events. I've been working too much. I need to watch some football, right? Review Sunday paper. I need to relax because Monday is around the corner. You see, Adol, my life is very busy. And... I have too much work. And you forget who gave his life for you. Who gave you good health? Simple. Who gave you a job? You treat God's invitation lightly. He said, go get them. But regrets were given And excuses were given, and I cannot come. A pastor in Daytona Beach, that's a true story, in Florida, he ran a checklist in the church bulletin. Across the top were words, I cannot attend church services because. He said, check it out. Following were the reasons that a person could check. Too busy. Must go to the movies. Pleasure trip. We have company. We have, I have to go fishing. I'm disinterested. There's a special TV program at the same time. The playoff game is on at 10 o'clock. I have a special commitment and I need to rest and there Was the instruction at the end of the bulletin says, please tear off and mail to God. Now, you say I'm a sinner. I know. I know, Elo. I'm a sinner. I hear this every Sunday. Okay, but I don't understand enough. Well, let me make it easy on you. The person who gave this banquet and invited these people, he did not expect them to understand all about the food at all that was being served. He did not expect them to know about the entertainment. However, he did expect them to come to the banquet. God knows that when he invites, and he's inviting you to come to him, when he invites you, that there are many things that even the most brilliant people on earth do not understand yet. But, however, all of them, the three of them, with one consent, if you will please, made excuses. Is this a way to treat the gospel invitation? Do you think so? Figuratively speaking, and when God in His wonderful loving heart made a feast for His nation, What happened? They rejected it. And it is true today. As it was then. I do not know of anything else. That men can agree on. Like they agree. On we don't want Christ. Today our nation is going through this. They want everything. They agree on many things. But when Christianity is there, presented to them through Jesus Christ the Savior and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Halt! Halt! Not only excuses are given, but attacks on the cross of Christ is being done on a daily basis. Let me ask you a question. The thief on the cross did not know anything about salvation. He did not understand enough at all. But he accepted the invitation. And you know what? When he accepted the invitation, he was ushered in and he heard the voice Of God himself. Jesus Christ saying. Today you say it. You shall be with me. In paradise. He didn't have to do anything. You say I don't understand. I have to do some research. I have to make some research. I have to pray about it. And I said it before like a man. I spent with him two and a half hours. Giving him the gospel. So I. you know, I I cannot understand. I have to spend some time to review, review the words in the Bible. And finally, I said, you're creating excuses. He said, you know, Adol, with all my respect, I'm not going to buy a car from you today. You know what he's telling me? That you are like a car salesman. You're pushing risks on me. I'm not. He went, and he's still unsaved, since 20 years, living in a sinful life, lost completely. People's, people agree. Politicians agree. Men and women agree all around us on many subjects, but when it comes to Jesus Christ, there goes all kinds of excuses not to accept the gospel. How about the Samaritan woman? Samaritan woman did not know about true salvation. She did not understand it. But one thing, she opened her heart. She opened the door of her heart to Jesus Christ. Threw herself at his feet. And guess what? And left his presence a saved woman. She even forgot her jar. She forgot why she came to fill in some water. Because guess what? The Lord Jesus gave her water that will be with her forever and ever. To quench her thirst. And she went there and to to all Samaria and she said, Well, let me tell you one thing. I met someone who told me everything about my life. Could that be the Christ? The Philippian jailer. The Philippian jailer. Can you imagine if he saw everything, what happened, that big earthquake that happened to the jail, and Paul and Silas, were their chains were broken, and they were free, and the whole jail... And he thought that everybody is going to run away. Could you happen, could you imagine what he wanted to do? He wanted to kill himself, right? He didn't know anything more except these people were singing and there's an earthquake and here I am. Sir, what can I do to be saved? He didn't have to learn anything. He didn't have to go to the books. He didn't have to go to the law. He didn't have to go to the, to those priests to find out. He just found out that this is the power of God and I need to be saved. What can I do to be saved? The answer came, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved also and your household. Dear friends, all these excuses that people make, and I don't understand it, you said. One thing, no one is expecting you to understand it all. The only thing you understand, you're a sinner, and you need Christ. Away with excuses. And don't try to make them. They will not stand in the day of judgment. The only thing that can save you is come to Jesus as you are. Accept the invitation. And don't say no thank you. Don't say later. Don't say I'm busy. No. Open your heart. Open the door. And ask him to come in. He said. He said the invitation is open. Still with many excuses, he said, Come to me all that you are wet, weary and heavy laden. Just and I will give you rest. Didn't he say that? Matthew eleven twenty eight. And the hymn writer William Sleeper wrote it very well and he described described the condition. Of the sinner, he says, out of my bondage, sorrow and night, Jesus, I come. Jesus, I come into the freedom and the gladness and light. Jesus, I come to thee. This is where we have to answer the invitation instead of saying no and I regret and I have other things to do. The only thing is say, bless, well, Lord, really, I am ready to accept the invitation. Some people still say, I'm not ready. I spoke with many people, one of them, the last one. I spoke to him about his salvation, a man. And I told him, He said, Adol, I understand what you're saying. Yes, I know. I know I should be saved. But one thing, I'm not ready. He's still not ready till now. Don't take the call lightly. You young man, young woman. You know whether you're saved or not. And if you know that you are not saved, don't say I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Don't say I'm too busy. Don't say later. It's very dangerous. Let me give you three reasons why it's dangerous and I'll end up. It is dangerous because people without a Savior cannot escape God's judgment. Am I clear on that? The word of God is very clear. It says in Hebrew 9.27, it is appointed for men to die what? Once. And then after that comes the judgment. It is very dangerous to say, I'm busy. It is very dangerous to say, let me study this situation. Let me think about it. I'm not ready yet. It is too dangerous for you. And my heart goes out for you. Also, second thing, it's too dangerous because one's heart may be hardened. You know, each time a person says no to Christ, it becomes easier to say no the next time. In Hebrews, it says today, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. don't harden your heart today is a day of salvation today is a day of no excuses today god wants you to accept the invitation and come his own child he wants to save you and the third thing is it is dangerous because no one knows When you call, we will be called in death. Our life is so short. Your life and mine are compared, are short. When you're young says, I have a long time to live. But you know, suddenly youth is gone. And middle age is gone. And you get older and you say, where did the days go? Where did the years go? And you have to face it. If you are an unsafe person today, it is time to know that you are in danger. It could be one breath away, your life. One heartbeat away. One malignant cell in your body, discovered by the doctors, away. One car accident, away. You know, when the judgment comes for the unsafe people, for those who gave excuses, Do you think any excuse will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ? And do you think if you say, I am sorry, I'm stupid, I missed it, I did not understand it very well, and the answer will come. This is the judgment seat. And you cannot defend yourself. I gave you all the years of your life. Remember when you mocked and laughed. Remember when you gave an excuse that does not stand. Neither there in life or in eternity. It will not stand. And so many times say tomorrow. Next week. Do you guarantee tomorrow? Tomorrow. Do you? But you don't, you do not know what the day has today. You do not know what's going to happen this afternoon. So tomorrow is neither yours nor mine. Away with excuses. Away. Let's throw them out. As Christians, the Lord has given us a wonderful life. And he comes every Sunday to sit before us at the first here, at the chair there, and waiting for you to come to church so he can bless you. Away with the excuses. And if you are unsaved this, this afternoon, away with all the excuses, God's invitation stands until this moment. He says, come to the banquet. And there's a banquet for you. There's a banquet that starts with salvation. From salvation, he will give you a better life, a wonderful life, and at the end, eternal life. Would you come to him today? And this is the invitation. This is the invitation. Forget about all kinds of excuses and listen to his voice. Come, he told them, for everything is ready. He will take care of your life. He has a plan for your life. Everything is ready. He does. The one who created you knows the sequences of your life on a daily basis. Everything I have prepared, you only need to give me your life. Come to me. Confess your sins. It's okay. And accept me. Accept the invitation. As your savior. This afternoon. The smart heads for prayers. Now. Are you ready? That's the question. Are you still busy? Will you take him as savior today? And a Christian. You have been probably neglecting, neglecting the meetings, neglecting being with your brothers and sisters, neglecting the Lord who is waiting for you every Sunday, every meeting, waiting for you to come and fellowship with Him. That's His delight. It's time to say away with excuses. And I am here. To come and worship you. And thank you for saving my soul. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. As Savior. Young man. Young woman. I ask you today. Away with excuses. And come to Jesus. Accept the invitation. Time. Time to take him. As your Savior. While I praying, You pray. You come to him. You ask him to come into your heart. And guess what? He's waiting for that. Invite him in. And he'll change your life. Our Father, we thank you for giving us the opportunity again to share your gospel with these dear friends and family. We pray that our hearts will reciprocate to the invitation and take you as Savior. And those who know you well, Lord, help us to rise above their, their circumstances, to rise, Lord, and ask you to give us a wonderful attitude so we can meet with you every time you're waiting for us in the church. Help us. Revive us. Guide us. And lead us, Lord. In these last days, help us to stand for you And to open our mouths whenever we have the opportunity in these last days. Be with us as we go home today. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen.